Welcome back to the Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. My name is Kayla Van Hoos, and on the line is my partner, John Moore. We have quite a bit to talk about, so we'll get down to business. The powers that be, I guess, got together this week and decided to finish up the little invitational tournament. John has some info for us on the results. Yeah, so they ended up uh, doing this, uh, finishing the LIT this weekend. They played the semifinals on Saturday and the finals today. Um, the semifinals, the first game was Dolph and Fern Creek, and Dolph actually came away and won um, by six. So um, this is a rematch. Fern Creek and Dolph played early in the season, like the second week of the season, and Fern Creek beat them by 15. And then Dolph was able to um, bounce back and, you know, I guess uh, beat them here at the LIT. Um, the thing about the thing about Fern Creek right now is they're really they're they're going through some injuries and stuff. You know, they're 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 a good team and they have that reputation. But I know that Wales and Rogers and uh, those guys have been they've had some sickness and some injury and they just haven't been playing very well since they won the KOV. You know, they won the team in Bluegrass and then after that they've been kind of up and down. You know, that's part of it that. Um, you know, that happens with teams, but uh, never count them out. But Dawes was able to come away with the win in that first semifinal game. And then the second one was a really good game between uh, Trinity and Butler. And Trinity actually won by three. Mm-hmm. So Butler gave them a pretty good run for their money. Um, we've talked about Butler before, you know. And this just shows me three of the four teams in the semifinals were six region teams. Yeah. I, I think everybody was uh, was ready to crown Fern Creek. Mm-hmm. The six six region champion going away, but I think I mean obviously Dolph beating them, and Butler having a great showing against Trinity just shows you that that is you know that's wide open. It's a lot more wide open in the six than people were thinking. Right, I think gonna the six be. is going to make a run a run for the state tournament for sure. They're going to go pretty deep, whoever wins. Well, it just you know it depends, well, it depends, on, depends on the draw, of course. You know yeah. we're going to have the draw here in a couple weeks, so that'll that'll give us a little bit more to look at. But um, and then today in the finals, Trinity was able to outlast Dolph 66-58, to 58, so it was a good game. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Trinity came away with the victory. So, you know, they're just so solid from top to bottom, you know. Coach Zay and like I said, job. Trinity is really entertaining to watch, too. They just get it done. I, I can't explain it in any other way. I just I have seen them once this season, and I enjoy watching them. And, you know, right. them, them and Butler both are playing some pretty good basketball right now. And it's, right. it's where we're getting to the point where it's starting to matter how you're playing. So mm-hmm. No doubt. It's that time of year, you know, yeah. where you start to make that turn. That mm-hmm. makes Trinity's now 17-1. They have one loss. They lost to Fern Creek, you know, in the finals of King of Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. And obviously they had beaten Fern Creek earlier in the year. But you look at you look at Trinity's schedule right now, and they've got some pretty impressive wins. You know, they – they beat Pulaski County, who's one of the top teams in the 12th region, at Pulaski. Right. They've beaten, they've beaten Fern Creek. They've beaten Cooper. They've beaten LCA. They, you know, they won a big tournament in South Carolina, and then they won the, the LIT. So they, um, they're really good. They're always going to be one of those teams, you know, we talk about all the time. They've got some tough games coming up. They've got to go to Madison Central, which is always a good game. Mm-hmm. So I think they they got some more some more tests that they need to you know I guess pass. But right now Trinity's playing about as good as anybody in the state of Kentucky. So congrats to Trinity on winning the LIT. I think it's awesome that they ended up coming back and finishing it after me you know, too the speculation of them not being able to finish it. So I'm glad they figured it out and I'm glad that the schedule worked out and the teams that were involved the Final Four were able to to work it out and play the games. So. Um, that's a big story, you know. I'm glad they they worked it out and finished it. So, yeah, me too. Um, we both kind of earlier today have talked about games we liked this week or big wins. You mentioned mm-hmm. wanting to talk about Mason versus Lewis County. Yeah, that to me, the thing about it, I know people probably this day and age, and and, and a lot of our listeners that are younger, and by that I mean high school or college age kids, right. they don't understand. You know, you don't think of Mason and Lewis County as um, a rivalry, right? Because, you know, Mason's in the tenth, Lewis is in the sixteenth. They weren't a, they weren't around for the Kelly Wells era, is what it is. Well, and 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 here's the thing, you know, Mason has been in the sixteenth, and Lewis has been in the tenth. There's been a lot of you know region realignment in the past thirty years, where in that area especially, where teams have gone, you know, from the tenth to the eleventh to the sixteenth, like it just bounces around. So they, you know, Mason and Lewis, I think even though they're not, you know, in the same region anymore, they still, um, 
get together and play every year, I believe, because it's an old school rivalry. It's, it's right. A they game that they have a lot of passion behind that game. Right, and they actually are neighboring counties. People don't, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't think of that. If you, if you don't know, you don't understand. But they're neighboring counties. So anyway, Mason and, and Lewis played this past weekend, and Lewis won the game. And I think it was, if I remember correctly, this was the first time since 1997, I believe. Wow, that's big. That Lewis County, I can confirm that for you, but that I believe that's the first time since 1997 mm-hmm. that Lewis County was able to beat Mason County. So, you know, that's um, that's a big deal for those people in Lewis County. And Lewis County has been kind of up and down. You know, there this year they've got some some head scratching losses in my opinion, mm-hmm. and then they've also got some pretty decent wins. 1996 was the last time that Lewis County beat Mason County. So, so 22 years. That. Yeah, it's been 22 years, and like I said, these are teams that usually play at least once a year. So that's an impressive win for Lewis County, and I think that that's is kind of um, some of our you know listeners that know how that game used to be as important you know, every year we'll understand why we brought that up. And some of you younger people maybe won't understand that. But Mason and Lewis, um, that's a um, that's a big that's a big win for Lewis. So congrats to Lewis County on um, getting over that hump, I guess you could say. You know how rivalries are. So Oh yeah, well they too. they broke a broke a losing streak, a twenty two year losing streak. So that's big. Um we wanted to talk about Boyd County and Ashland. Those were Two two rivals and Boyd County came on top of Ashland, correct? Yeah, this is the third meeting between the two, and we talked we've talked about this before. But um, there is so much um, animosity between those two teams because they're right down the road from each other. I mean, that is just your classic, you know, I want to beat you no matter what kind of rivalry. Right. This is only Ashland's second loss this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, they had beaten Boyd County by three in double overtime in the mm-hmm. final of the AIT there at Ashland, and then they beat them by 12 at Boyd County like four days later. This game was actually played at Ashland, and Boyd County came away with a four-point win. So, you know, we talked about the 16th, um, how Ashland was probably the favorite, and Boyd County was right there. So obviously this just shows you if these two are the best two teams in the region, I expect them to meet two more times, like I said before. Mm-hmm. So congrats to Boyd on getting them. I, you know, it's too hard to say. I still think Ashland is probably the favorite. I mean, it's, it is what it is right now. Um, Bass County Boyd. is my 16th region dark horse, though. I just want to kind of throw that out there because they're playing yeah, really good. Yeah, they're playing good. And we, I've we, seen them. We'll talk about them when we talk about the All-A because they're, oh, still, they're, still, they're, they're still alive in that. So. They are. Okay, and uh, Cooper and Cubcast. They're current, actually, it's funny, at the time of our broadcast currently, yeah. Cooper and Cubcast are playing right now at Northern Kentucky in an event that I guess they got a little bit behind. Dixie Heights and Scott High played a real close game that Scott High mm-hmm. came away with a three-point win. So they got started a little late. But, yes, this is Cooper and Cubcast are playing for the second time this year. They met in the um, third-place game in the Kings of Bluegrass, and Cooper mm-hmm. was able to win the game. Um, a little note on Cooper. Cooper's lost a couple of games recently. They lost to Simon Kenton, and they mm-hmm. lost to Boone County. But I know that against Simon Kenton, um, Kunkel did not play. He broke his nose, evidently, in the finals of the traditional bank classic there at Lexington Catholic. And he I hadn't heard that, but that's yeah, terrible. He he hasn't been he hadn't been playing. So they, they went to Simon Kenton and lost by two. Well when you told me they would be by Simon Kenton, you know I've seen them this year and they are right. a good team, but it's it's a different yeah. kind of basketball. I didn't expect Cooper to lose that game. So right. so without um, Kunkel that makes sense. Now I know that he's playing tonight. Um, he's wearing he's wearing a mask, um, you know the mask, the protective mask. That right, right. Wore. So they had lo- they lost it. They lost the boot. They lost the Simon Kenton by two, and then they didn't play for like a week. You know, a lot of teams were affected with the weather and the snow, and then they lost at Boone County by two in double overtime. I'm not sure if Kunkel played. I haven't seen a box. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know he's playing tonight, and currently, and maybe by the time we get done with the show, we'll know a final. But right now, are they even at halftime? They are at half. They are at half, and okay. Covington Catholic is leading 25 to 14. So, 
okay. um, low-scoring game, which is always a low-scoring game when those two teams play. Right. Um, so, you know, the first time they played over at the KOB, uh, as I said before, Cooper was able to win 62-59, to you know, so a close game. So I still think those are the top two teams in the ninth. Um, obviously, they're going to probably meet again in the regional semifinals or finals um, tonight. It's hard to say. You know, when Kunkel, I don't know if Kunkel's 100%, so it's hard to really to, – to really Well, you can't judge. really speculate based off of that game, especially – Right. You know, you, you, you and I both played, you know, sports in high school, and when anything's different about your routine or what you're wearing, it kind of throws you off a little bit. So, oh, there's no doubt. But I think – I mean, Kunkel's a competitor. He's a, he's not going to use that as an excuse. And Coach Sullivan, no. Coach Sullivan isn't going to, you know, use that as an excuse. So, right. I, you know, it'll it'll go down to the wire like it always does with those mm-hmm. two. Well, I look forward to seeing the, the results. I'm sure they'll be finished by the time we're done. Yeah, um, hopefully so. <laughs> if not, maybe, maybe we can uh, tweet about it. Right. All right. right. Now, Scott County and Brian Station met this week, too. No, no, no. They meet tomorrow. They, Monday. they meet tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, was that one a, of those that got rescheduled? This is the reschedule. This is oh, okay. a rescheduled game. Yeah. It's at Brown Station. Um, both teams are still with one loss. Both teams are still undefeated against in-state competition. Yep. Um, you know, Brown Station is they, – they were a little tested this past week. They had – they were able to pull out a one-point victory over Henry Clay, mm-hmm. which was a, you know, it's a rivalry game. And right. They, they they beat Paris pretty good. Um, so this is the this is the Scott County rescheduled game. They come in. Scott County's eighteen and one. Bryan Station sixteen and one. Both of them are undefeated against region competition, state competition. You know, whatever. Um, Scott County just won the Toyota Classic, which is a they they host that tournament every year. Yeah, so that's, a good that's their baby. And they, you know, they 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 were able to get by three pretty good teams: Woodford County, um, Lafayette, which was a pretty good game, and then they beat Larue. They beat Larue in the championship pretty handedly. Um, so they're they're still, you know, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's they 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 play tomorrow, which is Monday, January twenty second. Then they turn around and they play again at Scott County next Tuesday. So I mean, you know, they're going to play each other twice in the a week. Um, it's a big game. You know, you're going to see a lot of that because of that snow. That, right. The mm-hmm. whole state, basically. So. Right. It's it's a big game on a lot of levels because you're talking about two teams that are ranked in the top five of the state in every poll. You're talking about two teams that haven't lost a game to an in-state team, two teams that are undefeated in their region. And they're in the same district, and that's a five-team district. So, you know, mm-hmm. you really want to get that one seed. And – because Henry Clay's probably going to come in at the three seed in that district. Mm-hmm. And as we saw a couple weeks ago, Henry Clay took Brian Station to the wire. Right. So, you know, Henry you Clay can play. Yeah, you don't want to get in that situation where you're playing that 2-3 game right. against Henry Clay if you're either one of those teams. Because you're, you you're asking for an upset to happen. You are, good. even though I was told that the 2-3 game in the district tournament is irrelevant and shouldn't be played. Um, I will disagree with that and say the two three game is always my favorite because it's the most exciting. Yes, this is why the two three game gets played, and I know that this this district is a little bit different than most districts around the state, but still, this is why we talk about the two three game in in some district tournaments. But anyway, Brian Station Scott County play this week. I think it's the best game of the week, and there's a lot of good games this week. So. It's definitely one of those I expected to be close. It's at Bryan Station. Um, you know, and it's funny It's funny because, at least in this area, a lot of people, I don't want to use the word sleeping, but I really kind of don't think there's a better word for it. But it feels like people are sleeping on Scott County. And the only, the best way for me to explain it is, you know, Scott County was expected to be good this year. Everyone knew that they were going to be good. So them being what they are right now isn't necessarily a surprise to anyone. Right. Where on the other hand, you know, Bryan Station, it wasn't that people didn't expect them to be good. I personally, you know, I thought they were going to be one of the top five teams in the region this year because they had most of their key guys back. Right. But I'll be the first one to tell you, if you would have told me at this point they would be what they are, I would have said there's no way. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on them. But, it's, right. I, you know, last year, Brian Station finished 13-13, and 13, you know, and got beat right. 
and was a four seed in the district tournament. I mean, yeah. you're basically just you know. going by what you see as the cast they have and the kind of basketball they play, and you're surprised at how well they've done this year, and that happens. Well, it's, so it's not, a good thing. It's just the, the 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 big change from last year to this year, and a lot of that goes with these kids. I think are buying in. And yeah, and, and maturity. There's a lot to say yeah. about maturity. Well, when you become a senior and you realize this is your last chance, you know, Eric Boone and Terrence Clayton Murphy, who are the two leaders of that team that have been in the starting lineup at Bryant Station since they were sophomores, those two guys, I think they kind of realized that there's no more playing around, and they had to grow up a little bit, and they really spent a lot of time in the offseason working on their game, and they bought into what Coach Johnson, you know, has wanted them to do. So, you know, that's why I say I, I feel like Brian Station has a lot of hype around them right now, especially in this area, in, in the central Kentucky. They have a lot of hype around them. And like I said, I don't like to use the word sleeping because I personally would never sleep on Scott County. I don't think anybody really would sleep on them. Right. But it's just like, okay, this is this is as you expect. This is Jesus. This is the script that you would expect to see mm-hmm. with, with Scott County. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Who's, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think that what Brian Station does well um, defensively is something that Scott County can counter really well. I, I mm-hmm. just think, you know, Scott County's got a Division One point guard signed with Charlotte Kukarov, and he, you know, pressure doesn't ever really seem to bother him. Right. And, and you know, Scott County's a team that likes to pressure people, too. I'm going to say Scott County wins, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say this game goes into overtime. Now, I don't know if they're going to overtime. I think it'll be close the whole way. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the edge right now to Brian Station okay. because it's at Brian Station. Um and I think that Brian Station is just playing with a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um they're not gonna be scared of anybody. They're the only thing right. I worry about with Brian Station is that they'll get themselves too hyped up mm-hmm. and Scott County's not gonna do that. They're gonna come in and they're gonna expect to do Scott what they County do. is in they're in cruise mode. They they're just you know, they're kind of sailing through. I know they're having to work a little bit during their games, but, you know, they know they're good. And they're, well, there's an old thing. The thing about Scott County as a program is all the kids that have played there in the past and even the kids that play there now, it's just that the expectation at Scott County when you when you play there is you're going to win 95% of the time when you walk on the floor. So it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like, to them, they're like, okay, it's the next game on the schedule. So, mm-hmm. And that their, their confidence. You know, they expect to win every game they play, right. and that's the standard there. So they don't get overly – I don't think they're ever going to get overly pumped up. I think they'll be pumped mm-hmm. up. I think they'll want to prove a point because, like I said, Brown Station has a lot of hype around them right now. And I think right. that, that Scott County will come in with something to prove. So my only worry is I just don't want to see Brown Station get themselves so jacked up that early in the game, you know how it can get when you get super jacked up. You just you lose your focus and you can't. Uh-huh. You know, but I think I'm going to go with Bryan Station because it's at Bryan Station. I think the next time they play at Scott County, it'll be Scott County. So, you know, I, I maybe this game will tell us a lot. We could, you know, yes. we could look at the score tomorrow night, and it could just be a blowout one way or the other, and then you'd be like, okay, we're, you know. Well, now we know. Now we know. Well, okay, so, so you're giving Bryan Station the win. I'm going to give Scott County the win. So we'll yeah. we'll see we'll see who's right come tomorrow evening. Um, all right, you want to talk about Don Irvin? I do as well. Um, he got his 200th win this week right. against Pierre's. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about his wins. You know, Don Irvin's just an upstanding guy. And you should have seen yeah. all the replies that we got about congratulating him on his 200 Well, I mean, this is, this is the thing. You know, I'm trying to think of a nice way to Bergen is not an easy job. Right. Okay. You know, and for Don, you know, I know Don's also spent a season as a girls coach. I think he coached – I think I know he coached girls basketball at Western Hills for a year. Mm-hmm. And I want to say he might have coached a season or two at Bergen as the girls coach as well. He did. But either way, either way, you know, he's gotten – I think they said it was 177 wins as a boys coach, 23 wins as the girls coach, 200 wins total. My thing is, you know, you look at you look at that number, and people aren't going to walk away and be like, "Oh, wow, 200 wins." There's a lot of coaches that you're coaching right now that have 200 wins. A lot of right. I know a lot of coaches, you know. But I think I just, you know, Don is a really good guy. He um, doesn't get, you know, I mean, if you coach at Bergen for as long as Don Irvin's coached at Bergen, like wins and losses aren't the most important thing. I think he really cares about that community, that school. You know, um, he 
obviously it lost more than he's won, but I think it it is something that needs to be talked about because mm-hmm. that's not that's not an easy job and for Don. Well, let's just. I think, that, I think one of our followers, they they said it best. Okay, they replied to the tweet about his 200th win, and the statement was from Bill Huff that your compassion and heartfelt caring for each player as a human being is manifested by teaching that winning ball games is second to character. So I think that describes Coach Irvin pretty perfectly. That he yeah. coaches character, not necessarily that winning's everything, and that's okay. But, you know, the world needs more of Don Irvin. I think that's what all of us are trying to say. He's yeah. Really. Well, just congrats, you know, congrats yeah. to Don Irvin and um, for for his center plan. And um, I don't, I hope that those those kids and that community and those people understand that um, they've got a good one there, and Coach Irvin, um, mm-hmm. you know, at, at Bergen. So. And you can tell that the kids, because there was a video clip that they sent yeah, with saw it. it. That you could cool. tell that the kids were really they love Coach Irvin too. And ha- and there he was, just humble, kind of like, "What are y'all so excited about?" <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. So I just think that's good. I think that he probably has a really good relationship with his team. So, you know, great, great job, Coach Irvin. Congrats to Coach Irvin. Yep. Now, we'll move on to the All-A. It's not quite finished yet. but There's two two regions left to be. The first and the 16th um, still have to play their championship game. If I read it correctly, Pikeville will be playing Raceland in the finals of the 16th region. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is Mayfield, Mayfield, and Murray. I think in the first. Let me double check because I have it right here. So I'm, I'm on it right now too. If, if it will load, um, it well, looks like it. Here we go. I got it. It's Mayfield and Ballard Memorial. Ballard Memorial be first okay. today in the semifinal. So okay. Mayfield, Mayfield and Ballard Memorial in the first. Um, Bath County and Raceland in the 16th. I think Bath County takes the 16th region. Um, Raceland's a great team, but I've seen both of them this season, and I just think Bath County has the edge. I've talked about Bart Williams before. I think he's just a fantastic coach, and he's going to do what it takes to get it done. So right. that's I think, my and opinion. I, I think Mayfield wins the first. We yes. talked. I mean, they've got some wins over some good teams. So yes, Mayfield is is pretty good. I mean, that out in the first region, they're somebody to watch if you're there. Yeah, well, yeah, and they they won the All A uh, first region All A last year, mm-hmm. but they're currently fourteen four, so they've won seven in a row. So they you know they got they, they beat John Harden. We talked about that, and they actually you know I'm looking at it now. They beat Ballard Memorial by about forty a couple weeks ago. So I would say that that they will they will barring anything them. major happening. Yeah, you're probably looking at Mayfield from the first and. I think that I think that Bath County has a little bit more of a fight than that, but I think that they, they come out the victor. Do. I think they come out the victor in the 16th. Um, I'm looking forward to you know the All A State tournament because I do like mm-hmm. the All A tournament. I, I think mm-hmm. it serves a purpose, and I think that it going back to EKU is going to be good for attendance and kind of you know environment. I think it's just going to be nice. Right. Well, let's let's talk about the the matchups we do know for sure. Okay. Um, the first game of the day. Now they're playing all the first round games on Thursday. Yes. So they're starting at eight thirty in the morning, and the last game is scheduled for nine thirty at night. Lynn Camp and Beachwood played Lynn in at eight thirty in the morning. And Beachwood. Um, morning games know, are tough on kids. I think. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. That's you know. I don't know much about either of those teams. Uh, I know Lynn Camp is down there in the eastern Kentucky part of the state. Beachwood's a northern Kentucky team. So, you know, that's probably a toss. I'm going to give the edge to Beachwood. I know Beachwood has has, has won a couple games this year mm-hmm. um, against some decent competition and played some other northern Kentucky competition kind of tight. So I'm going to go with Beachwood in that one. Um, what do you think? What do you do? You know much about Lynn Camp? I know Lynn Camp just has a really good coach. Um, I'm trying to think of his name though. He left. I want to say Barberville, and he's there now. Um, and he's been winning some games too. Gosh, what is his name? Um, Dinky Phipps. That's his name. Yeah, Dinky Phipps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has. Um, looking at his schedule, he's only lost one game. Um, so yeah, that's pretty big. Fifteen and one for Lynn Camp uh, in their region. Looks like only Knox Central is above them. So, 
Um, I think yeah. that's going to be a pretty good game to watch, Beachwood and Lynn Camp, uh, just just basically because Dinky Fitz is such a good coach. Um, he knows what he's doing for sure. The next game really intrigued me, not County Central and Owensboro Catholic, two really good coaches. you got B.B. King for Knott County, and you've got Timmy Riley at Owensboro Catholic, who, of course, Tim Riley won a state championship at Warren Central um, years ago. Right. You know, two contrasting styles. Uh, I saw Knott County Central actually play yesterday. They lost the game at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Big physical team. They shoot the ball really well. Um, you know, they're a typical really good mountain team. I, I, I and they always are. Way. They always are right. in the mix over here because they, for some reason, that area they do have bigger kids. They're physical, and you mm-hmm. see a lot more kids that play football and basketball at Knott County Central, so that's where you get your strong athletic kids at, and and they're always competitive because of it. So, Well, Owensboro Catholic is one of those teams we had talked about in that in the third region out there mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that district of Owensboro, Owensboro Catholic, and Davis County are probably the three best teams in that region, and they're all in the same district, yep. and they kind of beat up on each other already this year. I think Owensboro Catholic, you know, they've been to the state tournament, Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, and I know they have a couple of those guys back who were pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to go with Owensboro Catholic in that game, and I just I just really think it's going to maybe one of the better games in the first round. There's a lot of good first round matchups. I hate that it's but, at 10 a.m. because yeah, it is going to be a really good game. Um, well, imagine I mean surely they'll drive down the night before because that's a haul to get to eat, to get to Richmond from Owensboro. <laughs> or so, Knott County. Knott County's probably yeah. three hours away, so. I'm saying both teams play the night before, but I'm, I'm like you. I'm going to give OCAS the win, but I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it'll be a good game to see if you're actually in the area. So mm-hmm. um, at 11:30, shortly after Lexington Christian and University Hot. Definitely so. the definitely the best game of the first round, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a talk, you talk about. Obviously, we've talked about University Heights yep. before with Kiki, and they have you know Kiki and Hollowell. They have really good guard play and LCA has really good post play. And their post guys can also step out and knock down shots. So mm-hmm. they have, you know, Kyle Rose, Carter Hendrickson, Austin Hall are really, really good. I think it's if Kiki is going to have to have a really good game because mm-hmm. LCA is going to just – they are really hard to keep off the glass. Guard um, teams – have a harder time guarding teams like LCA. LCA is going to do better answering for UHA because they got the bigs down low that can maybe mm-hmm. stop some scoring. But on the other hand, well, I, really know, think, I think UHA is going to struggle a little bit because, you know, they've got those big men. So Last year, I thought LCA was a shoe-in to win the All-A. I really did. And they right. have basically the same team back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they got against Paris in the semifinals, and Paris was able to kind of spread them out and out quick them and out you know and guarded right. them and stuff. And so that's where I think University Heights can do something similar to them as what Paris did to them last year. But um, you you think maybe some first round stage prop maybe. But, I don't think stage fright because LCA has been there so many right. times. I, 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 but I do think it's going to be a really good game. I won't be surprised either way mm-hmm. um, if anybody wins. I do think that now I do think that the winner of that game is your champion. And I, and I know that's a, that's a big statement to make, but I really do. I'm with you on that. You know, UHA's got Kiki, who's one of the best players that, you know, we've talked about throughout the season. And, um, and LCA is just solid all the way around. So, it's you know it's kind of easier to say that one of those will win it because I don't really see any matchups that could compete with either team on that level. I mean, some will give them good games, of course, but I just think that they're so good. They've got such a good cast that it's going to be hard to, to knock them down. So, yeah, I'm with you. One of the others is going to be probably your champion. I'll be surprised if they're not. Um, our friend, um, Coach S at Louisville Collegiate, he's that next game on Thursday at 1 o'clock. But mm-hmm. waiting on waiting on the 16th region to finish up their tournament. Right. Um, Big congrats to Coach S. You know he had talked yeah. about how they beat KCD with a close game mm-hmm. in the finals, in the finals there of that um, all a regional, and you know it's close and they were able to beat them. I know they really um, were excited and celebrated it. Mm-hmm. So congrats to him. I think that whoever I think if if 
Bath County were to win yes. tomorrow. Bath County and Louisville Collegian is another really good first round matchup. I think yes. I know it's you know, I know this is a random draw the way they do it, but I, I was gonna they say that really, they're they're similar. They're really, they got Very some really good. good they got some really good first round matchups. I really I think that they got some really good ones this year, you know, and luck of the draw, but there's a lot of good first round matchups, teams that that really complement each other. I hate that it starts so early in the day because, you know, I'll have to miss most of the, most of the early games. And I think most people will yeah. be that same way. So you're mm-hmm. looking at you're looking at two of your potentially best games, you know, during the work day. So you're not going to have as large of a right. Still people will come out for sure. But yeah. I think you're missing out on opportunity for a good evening game by these two mm-hmm. playing that early in the day. Um, after after Louisville Collegiate and 16th Region, You've got Region 1 versus Greene County at 5 o'clock. That's when they take a break and they go to the evening session. So. Right. So probably Mayfield and Greene County. Mm-hmm. You know, let's give a shout-out to Greene County. You know, that, that we talked about the 5th Region all day, and we had talked about Caverna, and we had talked about Bartown. And Greene yep. County, be, County beat them both. Both games were close. Um, I believe Greene County beat Caverna by two. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Green County because they were under I the radar. I thought for sure it was Caverna. We, so. we didn't really talk about them. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Um, I think Mayfield will win the first region. Mm-hmm. Mayfield, I think Mayfield, with the experience factor of playing in the All-A before, mm-hmm. um, now they do have some travel. It's a long way, you know, um, but I really think that, that Mayfield will win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really but you know never know. About, you know, and I'm not going to – yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Greene County. They obviously right. have some pretty impressive wins. So, yep. um, but I think Mayfield, with their experience, um, and some of the big wins that they've got this year. Um, I'm just I really, saying that you I never like know them. about the momentum of Greene County because they won two mm-hmm. really big matchups in the region. Right, LA. Right, so now right. here they are. They may be ready to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So Mayfield may be the better team going in, but I look for Greene County to really just be ready to keep going. So it'll be a good I, game. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Um, then after that, you're looking at Somerset and Pikeville, which is actually um, – Somerset is kind of caught in the middle of Eastern Kentucky and Central Kentucky – in a way, right. so but they they play more of your mountain style basketball, and I think that that will be a pretty good matchup. Pikeville is really good. They've got um, Wyatt Battle, who nobody in the fifteenth has really had an answer for as of right now. So mm-hmm. um, I think that probably Pikeville comes away with that win. But you know, I, I could be you know. Here's that. the thing: Somerset is like only has couple losses this year. The yes. first first year head coach, Jerron Dunbar, mm-hmm. who was um, an assistant coach for Allen Feldhouse at Madison Central the last couple of years. He played yeah. for Willie Feldhouse at Russell County before Willie left for Mail. So he's you know, they're they're a hard nosed team. They've won a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing an absolutely great job. I've heard nothing but good things. So I think that's an interesting matchup. I I think Pikeville would be the favorite um, because obviously they're probably the favorite to win the 15th region overall. Right. So they were actually, you know, they were at rough last year. So they have experience, but I really, I, I don't count out Somerset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. I think you're going to you know, see people from Pikeville travel in droves. No doubt. No doubt. They will. They will. Yeah. I think, I think while Pikeville is probably the favorite in this game, don't count out Somerset. I think it'll be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another great first round matchup. And then um, at 8 o'clock that evening, Walton Verona and Louisville Holy Cross. I'm really liking mm-hmm. Walton, Walton Verona this year. Um, I just think well, they've, I've, got, uh, I've they've got, got a good team going. Yeah. You've got, here's what you have to understand. Deontay Miles, which we had talked about, mm-hmm. 6'10 post player for them, you know, has played in a couple games this year. He re-injured his shoulder, and they shut him down for the year. Right. So they were, they're still – they haven't missed a beat. They actually went and beat Campbell County this past weekend at Campbell County, which right. is a They're really good win. In right. spite of being and, you know, they have a you know their head coach. He he was an assistant coach at Newcastle. He played at Newcastle for Coach Dawn, so he's very experienced. He knows what he's doing. And you know, Louisville Holy Cross is a team they won all a fifth region last year, so they're back. They're another team with some experience. I think it's a very interesting matchup. Um, the way that both of those teams play, I think I'm going to give the edge to Walton Verona. But mm-hmm. again, I mean, I look at all these first round matchups and they're all really good. I don't, 
I don't think that you're going to have any blowouts in the first round. I, really I don't, don't think so either. It. I think this is going to be a really good all-A tournament. And then the last game on Thursday is Clinton County and Robertson County. And Robertson County just blew every one of us away because we, oh, sure we thought for sure Paris had it. And Coach Coach Kelch just – I mean, I guess he just got his team to buy in and got it done. Right. And so, Coach Kelch is another one of the yeah. guys that we talked about, kind of like Don Irvin, mm-hmm. that, that really just – Great guy, great basketball guy. Mm-hmm. Has done done it for a while. That whole family. So, you know, they're that that area. They're they're very familiar in that area. So, um, big win for them. They hit a three late. There was, I don't know. Did you did you retweet the clip? Um, there was a clip of the the winning shot that they hit against Paris to win that. I did. And all that. Epic. Yeah. So you could. Yeah. Great. Great for them. Great for Robertson. And you know, Robertson County is one of those teams that plays in a district that doesn't seed yep. they draw so the way i look at it they're they're in that district with harrison county pendleton county and nicholas county mm-hmm. while pendleton county is probably the, the going away favorite right. in that district i can tell you that coach belcher he doesn't want to draw robertson because if robertson county can i wouldn't paris, either if i were if i were keaton if, i would not want robertson county. if robertson county can beat paris Robertson County can compete with anybody in the region. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to play at that level every night. Right. And I know that Pendleton County is hosting that district this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Which matters big time. It does. But, but either matters. way, either way, Robertson County, congrats to them. They proved me and you and a lot of people wrong by winning this hit. And then Clinton County, you know, they came out of the fourth. They're another team that's a perennial all-A team there out of the fourth. Them in Russellville. You know, Russell Wheel is a little down this year, so Clinton County was able to get it done. Another another game where I think it's going to be another good game. I don't. I'm going to give the edge to Clinton County. I think they're a little better overall. I think they're a right. little, you know. But Robertson County, like I said, if Robertson County can beat Paris, they can compete with a lot of teams, especially in this tournament. So, um, you know, I'm looking at it. I think that's going to be another good game. If you're asking me right now, I look at the winner of the LCA University Heights game to be in the championship. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the top and in the bottom, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with probably Mayfield. I'm okay. gonna give if well, barring if they beat Ballard Memorial tomorrow right. and they get they get there. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mayfield um, and LCA University Heights winner in the championship game, which would be a really good game. I you know I, the way the bracket was set up this year, the way the draw um, came out, I think you're gonna have a lot of really close competitive games. I think so, too. Throughout the whole tournament. So, since we're talking about an all-A tournament, let's go ahead and talk about, we had a Twitter poll about how people felt about going to classes. And the reason this conversation was sparked is because they're going to start a 2A um, state tournament. And, you know, you and I both, I think, are on the same page about this. And and 75% of the people that voted in our poll about going to classes versus keeping one state tournament, they agreed that, we kind of like things the way that they are. You know, you like crowning one champion at the end. And I I do see a place for the All-A tournament itself for just the Class A schools because it kind of gives them something to enjoy in the middle of the season. It's, it's a big deal to them. You know, I, I like the All-A. I don't like the fact that we're kind of going down that path of creating more and more class tournaments and trying to maybe force the state into classes. I'm not a fan of that. I don't know how you feel, but, you know, Oh, I'll tell you exactly how I feel. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. No, it's stupid, okay? And people aren't going to agree with me. And like I say every time we talk about this, mm-hmm. I don't care. This is dumb. This is we, What we're doing is we are going down the path mm-hmm. of having a class system in the state of Kentucky, okay? what The way I understand it is that they're going to call the 2A Classic, mm-hmm. and it's for teams that – are above the the uh, enrollment line for, to be Class A, but are below a thousand students overall. But I don't think that's correct because the, so the teams that I saw listed that were eligible, there were some teams that are below a thousand that didn't reach that. So I don't know what the exact numbers are. I believe they said there was about sixty or so teams that would qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this is the thing, okay? And there won't be a lot of these coaches won't come out and admit to this, but this this is the this is the whole every kid gets a trophy 
yeah. type deal for me. I don't I understand that we want to win games, and I, and, and I get that, and that some of these schools, they feel like they're never going to compete on a statewide level, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what are we telling our kids when we walk in and we say, yeah, don't worry, boys. We're going to play for the 2A. We're, our, we're, our focus this year is to win the 2A state championship. Right, and then the rest of the season doesn't matter. And here's what else. This is another situation you're going to get into. You're going to take away, you know, we already are shortening the season. We're already talking about shortening the basketball season. Okay, mm-hmm. we're already locked into only being able to play 30 games in a year. Yes. And you're required to play your district games in 61 of the 64 districts in this state. You're required to play district games. Yes. Then you've got these Christmas tournaments, you know, usually one before Christmas and one after Christmas. And you play and you play four games in almost each of them. Right. So This is going to kill schedules. A lot of these contracts, and coaches will know what I'm saying, but when you sign a contract to play teams, you usually sign a two-year contract, home and home. Like, yep. for example, you know, we'll, we'll come play at Dunbar this year. Next year, you come play at Clark County, whatever, vice versa. You sign right. that. So what you're going to do is you're going to have a lot of cancellations. You're going to kill contracts. You're going to have to push games back. People are not going to go playing Christmas tournaments because they have an allotment of games that they have to play. And it's going to kill the scheduling. And it's just going to lead down the road to having a class system in this state. And Julian needs to step up and put an end to this. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, I think he kind of was, you know, instrumental in finding out if this was something that would people would be in favor of. So, you know, and I, I don't know. I just heard that there was a conversation between him and someone else, and they said, well, what about a 2 days tournament? He said, well, let's reach out and see if there would be any interest. Of course there's going to be interest because these people are going to say, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a way for me to claim that I want a regional or I want a state or whatever. Right. That's fine, but it's wrong. We don't need to do this. Listen to me. Listen to I, me very I carefully. Tried to, I tried to we explain. We do not need to do this. No. It's we really are just the kinda... only state left, the right. only state left that has one state champion. You know, I said that uh, last year, and somebody from Delaware actually corrected me and said that there's still one, one state tournament. Is that true? It might or, be, but De- Delaware is a very small state. Yeah, it's so small that it wouldn't so, make any sense to class them, so I'm, I'm going to not well, count that. Well, but, I can count it, but 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 this this uh, Indiana people, done people, it recently. Listen, listen to me, people. I'm just telling you, it means more. And what we're going to do is we are going to tarnish. I'm telling you, we're going to tarnish the legacy in this state if we do this. But it's going to happen. You can go ahead and write it down because this is the world we live in now. Yes. Everybody needs to, needs to feel vindicated and validated in what they've done, mm-hmm. and so they can look back and say, "Well, I want to." a Section 3 regional when I was a junior in high school. I'm sorry. I don't, under- don't want to hear that, and parents don't, parents don't want to hear that, and people don't want to hear that. No. But it's the truth. I don't understand. And you don't, and you don't, and you don't have to agree with my opinion. I'm going to go and tell you, everybody that's listening right now, you don't have to agree with my opinion. If you're, a, if you're a fan of going to a class system or you're a fan of going to a 2A state champion, then, then good for you. You go ahead and do that. That's your prerogative. You're allowed to do that, and you're allowed to, to be in favor of whatever you want. But I'm just telling my opinion, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a big mistake more than anything. I think that you cheapen the rest of the season because once a 2A comes, then a 3A comes, then a 4A, and yada, yada, you know, it's just kind of opening the door. And I don't – I don't think we need to do that. I'm with you. I think that you're you're really watering down the system if you do it. I think that you're just giving the small the smaller schools kind of just something to crutch on. Um, in 2010, Shelby Valley, who has an enrollment of less than a thousand students, won the state tournament. That's only been eight years ago. So I just don't feel like that it's so one-sided that we have to go and make it easier. For smaller schools, I don't feel that that's the right thing to do. So, well, I'm I'm 150,000 percent against it. Mm-hmm. Like I've said in the past, my opinion in 50 cents, you can go down to your local convenience store and buy you a can of Coke because yep. it don't mean anything. But I just for for what it's worth to me, I think it would be a mistake. Yeah. But I also think it's going to happen. It's inevitable. 
I think so too. I think we're seeing. I think we're witnessing the beginning of the end, which to me is sad. Um, the state tournament is very near and dear to me. You know, the one in March. It's very near and dear to me. I know there are a lot of people across the state that feel that way, and you know, people want to say that it's all the older people that that appreciate it. But I'm here to tell you, you know, our Twitter demographic is easily 90% 20 and under. Okay. We hosted this Twitter poll, and 75% of you said that you wanted to remain as one state championship. So that tells me that those young people, they also respect the fact that all roads lead to Rupp, and only one person wins at the end of the day. So I just can't get behind it. It breaks my heart to even have to try and defend it. I don't understand why people want it other than just to be able to say that they won. And if you have six winners in a state, then – those six winners are no more state champions than your 16 regional champions. So what's the difference? Why can't winning a district be enough if if winning a class state championship is enough? Why can't winning a region be enough if winning a class state championship is enough? Why isn't it good enough as it is? I don't understand why people are always trying to change it. It's fine the way that it is. I love it. Other people love it, and it's a rich tradition. There's something to be said about keeping your traditions and Kentucky is a state of basketball so why change it you know I, I'm off my soapbox now but that's how I feel amen. about it amen yeah. say it again for the people in the back <laughs> yep alright I'm going to move on okay to something that is making me totally aggravated driving me nuts you know I'm in a gym four days a week watching basketball games and if I hear one more gripe about officiating I might lose my Jesus because, I mean, if you feel so strongly about how badly officials are doing, why don't you take the test and become an official? Let officials officiate. I've seen some bad ones. I have. But, truthfully, they don't impact the outcome of a game that terribly. They really don't. Let them do their job. You yelling at them isn't making it any different. They don't take what you say seriously, but it irritates them to the point that they don't want to do anything for your team. So... Nobody wins. I don't understand it. And even on the college level, all I saw about Kentucky's loss to Florida was about the officials on Twitter. Like, stop. I'm getting tired of the couch bleacher coaches, bleacher referees. It's got to stop. You're not right about everything. You know, if you know the rules, you know, in and out, fine. But chill out otherwise. (laughs) Well, you know, Kentucky fans have never—they've never lost a game straight up in their life. They've always lost because of an official. While I will say that the, the play that a lot of Kentucky fans are upset about—about about the underneath out of bounds play where the kid got they, murdered, he got fouled. He did. He got murdered. He did. But but there were a thousand moments in that game for 40 minutes that made the difference. And I think Florida Florida was the better team last night. So, yes. but that's just me. But anyway. I'm just yeah, saying we, that one instance didn't change the game in, in its entirety at all. Right. Um, I think, like, you know, we've talked about this before. It's real easy to sit in the stands and um, bash the refs and bash coaches and bash kids. Uh-huh. But I don't see a lot of these people out there trying to do anything about it. And it's a lot harder than people think to be an official. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. They don't care who wins the game they don't. because they can't you're not allowed to officiate the team that you played for i know that you can't officiate your own home school no it's at least i know a team. for instance well, i'll know. give you an example i, I went to sheldon clark I, i'm an official in softball okay i went to sheldon clark mm-hmm. i don't officiate sheldon clark games yeah. i work for johnson central i don't officiate johnson right Central. i know i know in in the bba which is the bluegrass basketball association which covers the 10th and the 11th region mm-hmm. i know that you cannot officiate the school that you attended as a student and i know that you cannot officiate any schools in the district that you may work in because some of these guys that are officials are also teachers so i know right. a couple guys that work in the fayette county school system they can't they can't referee you know, a game between two Fayette County teams. So, um, you know, so nobody, nobody's out there um, with any kind of ulterior motive. You nope. know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. And you know, there's always been. I know you've probably heard some of the stories, and I've, I've heard some from from our good friend Randy McCoy from back in the day, where these refs would have, you know, 
I used to bet on the game. Maybe they did back in the mountains back in the 1970s. That doesn't happen anymore. But that's not. (laughs) People, nobody is out there trying to screw your kid over. The refs refs don't get together before they go out on the court and say, all right, I got $20 on Johnson Central. What do you got? That doesn't happen. That's that's not reality. You know, I don't think that it's a personal thing. These guys, coaching and officiating are two of the toughest jobs that you're going to find because Mm -hmm. you – both do not pay enough. They don't, they don't pay enough, and you're going to get blasted regardless. Yep. By, people who think, right. by people who think they know everything but don't. You don't know right. everything, and if you did feel like you knew everything, then you'd get out and contribute in some way by being an official or a coach yourself. So mm-hmm. I really just wish that people would let it go. And it's not teaching your kids manners. If you're sitting in the stands and you're griping at officials, I've just watched the body language of, of players change totally because their parents – Show them that it's okay to grapple at officials, so you'll see them grappling at officials on the court. It's not a good look for anybody, and coaches, college coaches don't like it. So chill. You don't want to be a red flag for a college coach, and you don't want your kid to be a red flag for a college coach. Right. And isn't that isn't that really what parents want out of their kids' basketball career is to play in college? You know, I think so. At least I think that's so really, you know. You know. All I, right. That's that's my my second soapbox moment for the evening. Um, I promised you guys that we would talk about girls' basketball a little bit more. I got tweeted at because I asked for some information, and I got the news that Reagan Blackburn is now Muhlenberg County's all-time leading scorer. So that's that's pretty big. Congrats um, to her. Yeah. She uh balling it up out in Muhlenberg County, and I'd like to catch a game. If you guys have any more girls' basketball information, definitely, you know, keep well, sending them our thing- way. You know, obviously, this is probably a pretty common thing, but, you know, Mercer County girls who were the state champions last year, they have the majority of their team back this year and are really just rolling right now. I think they've lost two games to out-of-state teams, but they're ranked nationally, top 25 mm-hmm. in the country. Yes. So, you know, that's that's a big deal in, in our state that we've got a team, you know, that uh, – is ranked nationally, you know, on the national level in girls' basketball. They've got, obviously, mm-hmm. the, the Robbins girl, who I think is probably the front runner for Miss Basketball. She's committed to UofL. And then they have, I think, everybody in their starting five is signed with a college to play at the college level. So um, I know um, they have one girl, uh, she's actually signed at Northern Kentucky. So they've got, you know, they've got a really nice team. They're looking to repeat. Um, so, that's a big story, I think, too. Um, they play a national schedule. They've played some pretty good games, pretty tough teams this year. So, um, shout out to the Mercer County girls basketball team. Yeah, they're always good year in and year out. So, it's great to hear that they're nationally ranked. They deserve it. Um, I want to talk about the KABC registration for coaches and athletic directors. It's been extended to the 23rd. You can pay online if you go to KentuckyBasketballCoaches.org. Again, I want to stress that you cannot – vote or have your one of your players receive player of the year if your school is not a member school of the KABC. So they Correct. will be eliminated from the entire equation, whether they're the best player in the region or not. If your school is not a member school, you know, that child is not eligible. So I don't I don't know of any A D or coach that would want to jeopardize that, you know, that for a child. So just mm-hmm. make sure that you get your registration in on, you know, by the twenty third. And again, you can pay online. So, um, do you have anything else, John? Other than I'm going to give an update okay. on our Cupcat Cooper game. It looks like the Covington Catholic Colonels are going to come away with a win here. Okay. It is. It is. It is currently. Less than a minute left. Cooper's starting to empty the bench. You know, I think uh, looks like Cubcats up by about twelve or thirteen. So, congrats to Cubcats. They uh, they win win round two mm-hmm. um, between these two teams. So, um, with that being said, I think it's time that we go with our personal top five teams in the state this week. Okay, I'm ready. Last week you caught, caught me off guard, and I've caught all kinds of crap from you and Mr. Tony Wise over it. Um, my top five. Mentioning that man, you are an idiot. Go ahead. <laughs> Tony's an idiot or me? Um, Both of you. Okay, that's fine. We love you too, John. 
uh, top five teams, my personal top five, Scott County, because they're 9 0 in their region. That's been my number one since day one. I'm mm-hmm. sticking with them for right now until somebody yep. dethrones them. Um, Covecast, number two. Mm-hmm. Brian Station, number three. So that's in my top five. I've got two 11 region teams. Right. Um, Trinity is my fourth. And my fifth, I kind of was teetering on Campbell County or Butler, and I think Butler probably has edged them out in my mind because they're playing some really good basketball right now. So that's my mm-hmm. top five. Scott County, Covecast, Brown Station, Trinity, and Butler. So. Okay. I'm going to go with Trinity number one, um, winning the LIT, one loss in state, playing at a very high level right now. Trinity is my number one. Scott County is my number two, um, another team playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Right, right behind them. We'll say they're number three, but I'm going to call them two A. Uh, Brian <laughs> Station, obviously, you know we're going to find out tomorrow. Those two teams, who's the uh, who's going to take the Brown Station may surprise both of us. So I, you know, well, well you gave you, know. you gave them the win in the game, but yeah, but they ranked them yeah, in, so, in our top five. Right. So Scott County, Brown Station, two three. Either order you want to put them. Um, number four, I'm going to go with Covington Catholic. That's a big win for them tonight over Cooper. Um, Cooper's kind of hitting a bad stride, like we talked about. You know, they're not really healthy, and you know, when Kunkel's not not himself, they're 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 just not the same team. It worries so, me, and I'm hoping they can pick it back up before February begins because February really matters. So right, um, number five. I'm you know, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna keep Fern Creek in my top five, um, but I know they're not playing very well right now, and they've lost some games. But you know, they're not healthy. they're, they're still uber talented they've got mm-hmm. a ton of talent guards good players experience so i'm going to keep them right there at number five you know i think i think butler and Doss are knocking on that door i think ballard's right there um you know so those teams right there kind of all could take that five the Louisville, you know the six regions are really good right now mm-hmm. but i'm going to go trinity one scott county two Bryan station three covington catholic four fern creek five okay and that's, then, a, that's a good top five. Okay. Player of the week? Yep. John's player of the week, goes. Player of the week this week is Jay Scrub from Trinity. MVP of the Little Invitational Tournament. Had an absolutely outrageous dunk in the championship game there today against Dolph. The, the kid, is, he's got D1 talent written all over him. Well, so great. I know... Uh, I believe he's a senior, but let me okay. double check that. But anyway, he's one of their guys. Everybody, you know, he's one of their top guys. You know, him and Johnson um, are their guys. And Powell, obviously, we talked about him a little bit. He's on a sophomore. But uh, I'm going to go with Jay Scrub as the player of the week. You know, you win the MVP of the LIT, you're doing something right. So um, Jay Scrub is a senior. Yeah. Um, so I was wrong on that. Jay, Jay Scrub is a senior. He's having a good year. You know, Trinity's one of those teams when you look at their stats. You know, they're not they don't have one guy that's going out there and getting thirty because not, they're so well balanced. He is, however, their leading scorer. He's averaging about nineteen a game right now and pulling down, you know, about eight rebounds. So he's their guy. He's one of their better players. You know, um, so Jay Scrub gets my player of the week this week. Okay, um, Jay Scrub, congrats. All right. So um, do we have? We have any shout-outs. You got any shout-outs this week? I want to say thank you to everyone for the reviews that they've left us on iTunes. Um, some of them were really awesome. We've reached a five-star rating, even though we've kind of struggled left and right with some of these audio issues, and I promise we're working them out. John got a new headset this week, so we're kind of we're getting there, so just bear with us. Um, Ken and Cole direct messaged me and really gave some – great encouragement about the things that we're talking about and we're doing and I just really appreciate all the support that we're getting and mm-hmm. really can't say enough thanks for that. Um do you have do you have I've got any? A, I've got a couple. One thing. We okay. get the we get the WKU Marshall rematch this week. Oh well, you know what? Dan Riper, he he kinda gave me a little test on Twitter this week. He he said he tweeted about how much I'm probably enjoying watching all these Kentucky boys play for Western, and that's true. Um, I am enjoying them, but I don't enjoy it when they're beating the pants off of my herd. So. You know, Marshall Marshall got two big wins this week. They they beat Middle Tennessee and UAB, and then Western lost to Middle Tennessee last night in a close game. But I know, um, and and I think that 
they're capable of beating Western, and I'd love to see it happen. And oh, I think no Coach, doubt. I think Coach D'Antoni is probably the best hire they've had in the last I don't know how long. Um, I really think they have the strength to, to get it done, and I just hope that it does. It's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like last time. I think the I think the new player that got eligible for Western kind of caught him off guard. I, I think you're going to see a better fight this, this go around. So. Uh, oh, I expect it to be a much closer game, mm-hmm. much closer game. And both teams are tied. You know, Old Dominion, Middle Tennessee, Marshall, and Western are all tied for first place in the league. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to it battle. They're going to battle it out the rest of the year. I'm kind of glad we got them get them off the schedule early on, so we don't have to like you know play them late in the season. So, um, <laughs> but uh, it should be a good one. But shout outs, I have a couple. I want to okay. give a shout out to Josh Moore from the Lexington Herald Leader because he likes to test me all the time. He thinks I personally don't like him, but I really could care less on a personal level. Um, but he likes to, uh, you know, try and engage in conversations about whatever views I have during the week. Um, but it's all in fun. Josh, you know, he, he's a good dude. I know he works hard and doesn't really um, always get – the appreciation for the things he does cover kids. He does cover the kids in the state. So I think that I think Josh is doing um what what he knows as far as, you know, the kid's got a journalism degree. He's a great writer. Um I think he's doing what, what he thinks is the right thing to do when he does it and that's fine and I think he means well. So, you know hmm. I, I give him I give him props for being bold enough to speak out on what he thinks is the way things should be, and you know, and I even told him, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how popular your opinion will make you, and he said, you know, I don't care about my popularity personally. So, so respect to him for that because that's kind of the same attitude that you have, John. So, you know, and anything, uh, yeah. we, anything we say on this podcast, you know, it, it's our personal opinion. We've talked about bias before. John and I both have bias, obviously. He loves Dunbar. He works at Clark County. You know, I've got several schools that I kind of, you know favor and of course I work for Johnson County so we, we do have bias everybody does and the things that we say are our opinion they don't have to be yours you can still listen because I think we have great content whether or not we are um, you know very outspoken individuals because we are and um, you know just maybe have an open mind and hear what we have to say and we're not trying to offend anybody by any means because we really don't we don't care enough to offend anybody if that makes sense we're you know just trying to just trying to give you what we think and the information that we've got for the week and just go from there. So. Right, right. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to my unnamed group text message that I am uh, always a part of. I don't. They don't want to be named individually, but they know who they are. They have been throwing around different – they always – they're waiting to know when the podcast is. They, they give me ideas of things that they want, they want to hear us talk about. Um, so – some of them are coaches, some of them are officials, some of them are just basketball fans. So shout out to those guys that I know will be listening intently this week to hear our views our views and um, opinions. Um, as always, as I've said the last two weeks, I really hope that one specific person continues to work on his, um, his talk at the beginning of the game. He kind of lets it get loose and well, go. Wow. Well, no, it's not. It, it, I mean, it's accurate, but it's just accurately way up in the air. It's almost a delay. It was almost be a delay a game if they hadn't called that. But um, so, shout out to those guys. And um, um, thanks, guys, for listening. I don't know who you guys are, but you know, I appreciate it. Apparently, we've got people that are interested enough to talk trash to John about it, and I appreciate it. Well, they're going to talk trash to me regardless. But the fact that they um, are, they are listening, you. I feel like that's a pattern with you. Because people can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's all we have right you're you're done yeah um well everybody tune in um you know to games around the state this week we talked about brian station and scott county play this week you got the yes, all a you got the, Go you got the all a you got the all a this week mm-hmm. so um, i'm sure we'll be tweeting about that i know there's some other district matchups going on a lot of games that have been rescheduled because of snow mm-hmm. um so check it out go to the khsa website and go to the scoreboard and see who you know who's playing, who's doing what. So um, you can you can go check out a game. If you have any suggestions, things you want to hear us talk about, um, teams. Drop us a DM. You know, like we talk about records being broken or milestones or streaks or whatever you know you may have. Um, give us a shout out. We'll talk about them. 
Uh, we don't know those unless you guys give us that information. We know we yeah. know some of them, but I, I mean, obviously not, not all of them across the state, you know, because we're just right. two people. You know, there are things that we don't know about people, you know, away from us. And if somebody's, you know, got their thousandth point, you know, we, we can't know that about every kid that plays. So please let us know. That way we can give them the congratulations that they deserve. Because really, I think John and I, we disagree a lot, but we can agree on this one thing, that what we do is about these kids and how to help them in their future. So... No doubt. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm pretty in touch with what's going on around mm-hmm. the state, but I don't know everything. Right. Um, so if you guys have anything, you know, just shoot it to us and let us know. We'll talk about it. Good luck to every team that's competing in the All-A this week. Yes. Um, you know, good good luck to hope that and, um And I hate that we won't have all the results because the games will be played late on Sunday, and John and I, we, we record late on Sundays, and we um, – we kind of put the podcast out to you on Mondays. That way we can edit it and, and send it out. So I think the championship game is Sunday at 2, so we shouldn't be able to talk okay, about Okay, then, then we'll be able that. to talk about yeah. the, the winner. So that's good. And, you know, I look forward to it. Thanks again, guys, for listening to um, Bluegrass Basketball Podcast. Again, we try to cover all 16 regions with the information that we have. My name's Taylor Van Hoos and my partner, John Moore. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.